Amen. Wow. I want to start with the chap with a verse from the book of John, chapter eight, verse twelve. As I was reading this, I'll be so honest with you and so real that the Holy Spirit's just started to light enlighten me on things and just illuminate things in this passage. So bear with me because it only happened late last night and early this morning. And, and I just pray um, that there would be less of me, more of him as we, as we touch on this word because I just believe that God wants to speak to each and every one of us individually as maybe a family, but also as a church and a community. It starts off by saying, Jesus spoke. Who knows that when Jesus speaks, we need to be listening, not just to hear, but to listen what is coming out of the word, the word that is coming out of his mouth and out of his heart, because Jesus is the word. And when the word speaks, it has life and it brings life into our situation. So Jesus spoke. And why is it that some of us aren't listening? Why is it that some of us can't hear it? Is it because of the noise that the world has created around us? Is it because of the busyness that we have that we're not actually hearing what Jesus is speaking? Or is it because that we're too focused on other things, too many distractions in our lives? But Jesus spoke and I just know dear in my heart, deep in my heart, that when he speaks, we really need to not only hear, but listen to what he's about to say. And he spoke, Jesus spoke to the people. See, Jesus didn't just speak to the gods. He didn't just speak to the angels. He didn't just speak to the kings and queens. He didn't just speak to gov government um, uh, people who are in high places. He spoke to you and to me. He spoke to people. He spoke to his people. And it's the people that need to respond to whatever Jesus is speaking. And this is why today I pray that our hearts are open, our ears are open, that our mind is filled with only what he has to say. And I pray that we receive it in such a way that it will just give us new life. New life. Jesus spoke to the people once more. See, he's not a God that doesn't give us second chances. He knows that sometimes we go through struggles. He knows that sometimes we are distracted. He knows that sometimes there are too many things going on around us that we don't actually hear. So he speaks to the people once more. He will continue to come again and again. He says that I will never ever leave you. I will never ever forsake you. I will be with you all the days of your life. That's why he spoke once more doesn't say it just once. He sympathizes with my weakness that sometimes I could be distracted. He sympathizes with the weakness that I have that sometimes I may be too busy and don't hear clearly. So he speaks once more. And God is speaking once more this Christmas. And he said, I am. He is the great I am. I am your God, I am almighty, I am the creator, I am your friend, I am your savior, I am your healer. He says that I am, it's the name Yahweh, it's the name Jehovah, it's the name that stands above all other names, it's the name that is lifted up high, it is the name that we worship when we get together, it is the name that we praise, it is the name that every knee will bow down to. It is the name 
that every lip will confess. That is the name of Jesus. That is the person who we are celebrating here this morning. That is the person of Christ, God with us. I am the light of the world. Have you ever wondered what this world would be like if there was no light? Have you ever wondered what it would be like in total darkness? Have you ever wondered, would there be life without light? I'm not much of a farmer. I'm not much of a gardener. But I just know a seed is dead, but then it's planted. But as it sprouts, it needs light. And it gives off oxygen. What do we need to live? Oxygen. It gives life. So I know that light gives life. The very first thing, God knew. God knew that we needed light. So he sends the light of the world. He created the sun. If we go into Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and empty. And darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. He couldn't see any life. And then God said, the very first thing that God said, let there be light. Because he knew life was impossible without light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And let me here tell you that without light, without Jesus, there is no life in us. He breathes life in us. The light of the world. If you follow me, can we go back to the scripture, 8.12. If you follow me, two-letter word, if. He is such a gentle God. He is such a gentle God, such a gentleman. He says, if he doesn't force you, if he wanted an army of robots, he would have created an army with robots without a brain, without a soul, with just a processing system that just obeys the command. If he gives you a free choice, free choice to choose, if, if, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. If you believe what you have prayed for, you shall receive. He gives you a choice. He adds faith to the choices so that when he says, if, by faith I stand, I pray, I believe, it comes. If, he is a gentleman. He will never ever force your hand. He plays it out there with a promise. If, if. Your choice. What are your ifs today? Turn them into possibilities. Let faith rise up within you. Let it not be an if anymore. Let it be a choice. Like Dorian said, I want to give. Let it be a choice that you make to honor the King of Kings. If you follow me, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm going on a journey, I find it easier to follow someone somewhere where I haven't been. I find it a lot easier to follow someone I know my wife likes to follow someone. I know I want to follow someone. Jesus is saying here, if you follow me, follow me. He has shown us the way. He has given us the book of life. And it's like a roadmap. It's like a roadmap that we can follow to reach our destiny. Not our earthly destiny, but our eternal destiny. There is a life after death. There is a life after death. And if you follow him, there is a guarantee and an assurance of life after death, amen? 
This is what we celebrate Christmas. Can we give him a praise right now? If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. I don't know about you, but I'm not really comfortable in the dark. I go to sleep, don't laugh. I go to sleep with one light on in the walk-in wardrobe. That's not because I'm scared. I said don't laugh, all right? I just like a little bit of light in the background, okay? I like to see what I'm doing when I wake up in the middle of the night. You won't have to walk in the dark. How dark does life seem at times? Sure, you can see, but you really can't see the solution to the problem. You really can't find that breaking point or that door to open to make an escape out of things that have bound you and kept you, out of the things that have got such a great hold on you because it's dark. When Jesus comes as the light, he shows you the way. I guarantee you that if you search, you will find. I guarantee you that if you ask, you will receive. And I guarantee you, and it's not me that's guaranteeing, it's Jesus Christ himself, that if you knock, the door will be open, that there will be a way out because he comes to bring light into our life so that we will not have to walk in darkness. final part of the scripture says, because you will have the light that leads to life. I know each and every one of you may have a great testimony, a great testimony of where you were and where you are now because of Jesus. And I've got an enormous testimony because I was at a point of breakdown where I couldn't see a way back to life. I was at a point where I was willing and, 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 and contemplating giving up life because I didn't see any purpose in it anymore. But when I met Jesus Christ, when I was invited to respond to an altar call that said, do you want him into your life? And I came out the front, I came out the front and I just said, yes, I want Jesus. Where are you? I want you. And I opened up my heart and I allowed him to enter. Light, light and life entered that day. Not that I understood it, not that there was lightning bolts coming down, but I know there was a shift firstly in my heart, secondly in my physical condition, thirdly in my heart that wanted to know who this Jesus was. So I started a journey. I just started a journey searching for this lamp that has just illuminated my life afresh. And I found more. And you can start that same journey. You can open up the Word of God and you can just start asking questions and you will be faithful to, to answer every question you have in your heart. That's who He is. That's who Jesus is. So if I read the Scripture correctly before we start the sermon, I'm not kidding. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Amen. If you're about to celebrate Christmas, feeling a little bit empty, a little bit empty, just a little bit empty or a little bit exhausted. And maybe I was talking about darkness and you can relate because some things in your world are a little bit dark right now. Not clear, just couldn't understand. I pray 
that that scripture that you've heard has actually been sealed in your heart today, that you would make a decision today to follow him and he will illuminate those things, those dark areas in your life. He will bring life and he will bring fullness of joy and peace into the empty parts of your life in Jesus' name. And as I think back over the past year, um, there are some things that stand out that were absolutely stunning and, you know, great times of love and joy with family. But, you know, there are other times where, I don't know, I shake my head in wonder what on earth happened, you know. And, and we hear the news, I mean, not really great news on telly, let's be honest, young lives being lost in accidents, um, people, I mean, around the world, just wars everywhere, famines, droughts, earthquakes. And to add to that, our own personal um, ups and downs, relationships falling apart, someone very close to us passing on, you know, things like that don't tend to stop us celebrating Christmas, and they shouldn't, but it doesn't stop the pain that comes with it. So I just pray for just the healing hand of God to flow out of every church, not just this church, every church on Christmas Day in their service so it would touch those lives as well. So in, even in the times of distress and chaos and, and, and famine and whatever, that there might be a, a window of opportunity just to look up and receive a little bit of peace, a little bit of light from him himself, Jesus Christ. Um, have you ever, just quickly as I bring it to a close, um, have you ever wondered um, why would God bring this special child into a world like this, just full of, I don't know, full of chaos, full of famine, full of um, wars, corruption, and, and the answer that I can come up with is because this world needs it. See, we needed a saviour. And, and he was born in a humble circumstance as a baby. You know, he was carried by his mother for nine months, just like any other baby. And when he was born, he was red, he was wrinkly. He was a baby. He was crying. He was screaming, give me a feed. He was a baby. But you know what? The purpose for him was revealed by an angel to shepherds in the same area. I just want to read this scripture, Luke 2, 8, 11. It's been read probably everywhere all over the world today um, because it's how Jesus was born. Now they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Now, I could, I could relate with them being afraid I mean, I don't know if they believed in UFOs back then, but could you imagine being out in the field or at work and this great, wow, illumination of light appears. Tell me you wouldn't be scared. There would be a lot of fear. But you know, God controls fear and he also comforts us because the first thing the angel of the Lord said to them was, listen to this, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. For today, there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. 
I don't know if, if you believe the story of Jesus. I mean, he was born in humble circumstances, but that's just because he wanted to be so close to us. He wanted to be intimate. He didn't want to stay in the heavens looking down and saying, I know you, I know the struggles you're going through, I know the heartaches you're having, I know how hard it's been with that news that you've received, but I'm up here and you're down there, so sucko, bucko. He didn't want it to be like that. He said, I know what you're going through and I'm gonna come and I'm gonna dwell amongst you. And he came in a humble circumstances, like a baby, so that we can relate to one another. Because God out there was too far for us to receive and comprehend and relate to and reach. He wanted to be intimate. He wanted to get so close, so close to you, to you, to you, to you, to you, to you. When he says to you this day, to you is born a Savior, to you. Whether you've known him all your life or whether you only come on Christmas day or whether you're not really sure if he does really exist, he came to you. He came to the shepherds. He came to Bethlehem. He came to King Herod. He came to the wise men. But he also came to you, to you. 